We're about 24 hours removed from the Florida Panthers getting swept in round two against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But right now, off-season work begins for this team in order to get to the place that they want to be. On this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, we bring in Jacob Winans from PantherParkway.com to provide a wellness check, more perspective on the President's Trophy and a five-year window, along with the interim tag for Andrew Burnett now that the season is over, all on today's episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this Wednesday, May 25th edition of the Locked On Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MonoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, like I said at the top, just about 24 hours removed from the Florida Panthers getting swept in round two against the Tampa Bay Lightning, though it still stings that the offense just flat out disappeared for the Florida Panthers in round two, even though they even struggled in round one at times. It doesn't change the fact that this season was was a season that they felt completely short and some might even see as a failure because some saw this as Stanley Cup or bust for this team. But the fact is, if you are any part of the Florida Panthers, part of their front office, it's there's this term that I've that I want to use. It's time to press on. It's time to put in the work now for this team to eventually get back to the place that they want to be. And what's in the past is in the past for this team. And it's just about as much as it hurts that they did fall short. Hockey players and athletes are thought to have a short memory for for things whenever things don't go your way. But the offseason work for everybody in that locker room, especially the ones who aren't free agents, it's time for them to put in that work for them. So they're going to be working their The front office is going to be working their phones. They're going to have a lot of decisions to make this offseason because you, you can't exactly bring back this exact group. Uh, that fell short of the of making it to the Eastern Conference final. But let me bring in my guest here on this live edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. If you're listening to it on the audio version of the show, this is uh, one that dropped on Wednesday, drops on Wednesday, Winans Wednesday edition of the show. Uh, Jacob, how are you doing? And I want to ask you for to provide a wellness check since it's been 
the last time you were here is after game one. I want you to to provide us with a wellness check. Um, yeah, I mean, to be completely honest with you, I, I fully expected to be gearing up for a, a game five when we did this episode and uh, looking at a series that was likely somewhere around two games to two. Um, that's really what I anticipated uh, where we would be at this point. Um, it, it's disappointing. Um, it, obviously, there's things we can talk about that are positive. Uh, there's definitely plenty of negatives, but um, just you know, we're, we're only 24 hours removed, not even. And um, right now it just, it just sucks. Uh, I mean, this, this yes. team was so, so stacked, um, so deep in, in so many positions. And I really felt like this was the year that they could have gotten the job done. Um, and it, and it, anytime you lose in the playoffs, it hurts, but to lose to the same team as last year at your biggest rival yes, um, and, and to fall flat the way they did, um, it, it's unfortunate, especially after their performance last night, they did everything necessary to win a game. Uh, and I feel like if they had played that way the entire series, uh, maybe it's a different story. But um, it's just unfortunate the way it went down. And um, if anyone anyone watching or listening is a uh, fan of The Office, uh, I'm just uh, I got my my little bit of a Michael Scott right now. I'm I'm dead inside, so <laughs> that's where we're at. Yeah, and it's it's crazy like i was talking about with dave lasseter yesterday about expectations for for this team and going back to that is just from 2012 on when they broke their playoff drought they were just looking to break their playoff drought at that time at that time we were hoping for consistent appearances in the playoffs we didn't we got spotty appearances 2012 2016 and then now the three straight appearances currently now at the time was let's win a first round series they got the first round they got the first round series now so it's climbing the uh, the the ladder slowly but surely for this team and of course we all wanted more in in this season this in in a season that was the best regular season in florida panthers history that you know it, 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 they came up short and this is hard this is this is a, this is they say why why do you think that they many analysts even outside of hockey say the stanley cup is the hardest trophy to win in sports and you know it doesn't take away from the season that the panthers had but of course there is some criticisms that deserve to go their way the, the superstars um, disappeared uh, in the playoffs. That's a given. The goaltending did everything that he can in order to keep this in the series outcoached in this one by a better coach, an experienced coach. And for for this team, it, it, it's tough to it's tough to use the term growing pains for for this group for for them but a lot of the team is still to get going to be together next season and there is i i expect i expect with how if jonathan huberto especially uh is works as hard as his instagram videos show then we could see this repeat of a performance that he had this season and maybe even elevate it towards the playoffs again 
as well. Even though he performed well this at parts this year and last playoffs, I, I expect a very hungry Florida Panthers team next season. Yeah, 100%. Um, we know there are going to be guys who aren't coming back, and that's the that, that's the reality of sports. It sucks sometimes, but any year that you don't win it, it, it the next the next year you have, it, it's not going to be the same group. Um, whether it's one guy or five guys or ten guys, you're always going to lose someone that you had a chance to do something special with. So um, that's the unfortunate part about it. But um, the, the main parts of this core are still here, and they're going to be here long term. So it's on them to, to lead the charge and get this done. Um, I'm sure we're going to see some new faces. We're going to, we're going to lose some, some familiar faces. And um, that's just the reality of the off season. But, but the main guys, your, your Barkovs, your Huberdos, your Ekblads, um, the, Sam Bennett, Carter Verhage, Anthony Duclair, most likely um, Gus Forsling. I'd say probably even Mackenzie Weger, as much as some people are, are clamoring for him to be traded. I don't think he goes anywhere. I think these are guys who are, who are going to be here to, to, to lead this team into next season and try to build on this. So um, if you want something positive to look at, like you said, the offseason work, the Panthers have a really, really good group of guys who work hard in, in the offseason. Um, Barkov in particular and, and Anton Lundell is, is following in that, in, in that blueprint. Um, I expect to see him explode as a sophomore. Um, and, and look at guys like Ekblad, Huberdeau, Barkov we have not seen them regress at all. It's they, they've, they've gotten better each year. So there's no reason to think that they can't be better next season than from what they were even this season. Uh, these are guys who, who put in the work in the off season and they, they tend to get better every single year. So you know, that's something to look for. Mm-hmm. And I also think about, I was talking, I was talking with the host of locked on lightning after game four and I'll tell I'll tell you there wasn't any there wasn't any bashing of one another. He was actually talk praising the Panthers for how well for for at times providing a challenge for the Tampa Bay Lightning even in game 4. And he he said he even said it himself that he he thinks that this is a good Panthers group. And we spoke a lot of people might speak about President's Trophy for the Panthers and they they used a lot of their energy in getting the president's trophy into trying to get the home ice advantage. And the difference between Tampa Bay these last two years versus 2019 and, of course, the Panthers this year is one word, pace. That's really what it comes down to, resting your bodies in, in between the season. And, of course, we know that Huberto was going for the Art Ross race as, as well until – McDavid broke away in the in before the final two games of the season. So what I'm hoping next year for the Panthers is that we see a little bit more of a pace type of type of team when it comes to their approaches um going going to the latter parts of the season especially especially after the trade deadline next year. So I'm hoping that there's a little bit more pace and and if they win the Presidents Trophy again, whatever. Go out there and win the win the cup again. But if they don't, the we'll we'll see a little bit more, at least, scratches in in like around February and March to like get a little bit of rest here and there. Even see Spencer Knight start three or four uh, games, even if Bobrovsky's playing well next season. It's all about pace, and I want I want that to be the theme next season for this team. Yeah, for sure. Um, it gets to a point where 
we're now like two years in a row, obviously both freak accidents, but we're two years in a row where Aaron Eckblad didn't get to finish the regular season, for example. Um, it, it, and it cost, it really cost him because come playoff time, he was not, not at 100%. Um, maybe not physically, he, he was fine physically, but he, his game was not back up to speed. And I, I don't think it ever really got there until last night. I think last night was his best game in the playoffs. Um, and, and it goes, it went up and down the lineup. And I think guys came into the playoffs banged up. You talk about Carter Verhage, who took a few maintenance days before the end of regular season. And everyone's wondering what what he's dealing with. And then come playoff time, he, it's, he's not playing at 100%. Um, and that, that goes up and down the lineup. Mason Marchman, plenty of people. Um, it gets to a point in regular season where when you know you're going to make it, and even if your seating is, is not locked in, when you know you're going to make it, work on good habits instead of trying to just outscore all your problems. It, just play the right way when you get to that point in the regular season where you're going to be in the playoffs. So let's, let's change the focus from dominate every game to let's practice the habits that are going to win us games in the playoffs. And I think that's a lesson the Panthers need to learn. Um, Cause look at the, a team like Tampa, they, they have these stretches during regular season where they may not get the result. They may not win, but they're, they're playing the right way. And, and come playoff time, they have another gear that they just turn it into. So um, I'd like to see the Panthers find that a little bit next year. Maybe, maybe work on, on habits more than, than dominating games and outscoring every issue you possibly have. So there's a little there's a little saying process over results um, sometimes during the regular season and sometimes it might be all all about that for each team as they pursue a, a Stanley Cup. But we're going to transition over to the next segment where we're going to speak about President's Trophy winners who have fallen short but have ended up winning a Stanley Cup in a five year window because we spoke about Tampa many times in the last few weeks about them falling short but we're going to talk about more teams prior to tampa because there's quite a handful of teams who have who have been through through their fair share of heartbreak and then came out victorious but first we're going to talk all about rock auto and with the ever-increasing makes of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need why are often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Second segment here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Jacob Winans from PantherParkway.com here on this edition of the podcast. And Jacob, this was a little bit of a fun exercise for me to do a little bit of research on as far as President's Trophy winners to fall short. But given a five-year window with these teams that they had heartbreak, but eventually rose to the top and got got their fair share of of, of winning, uh, winning it all. But 
There's well, there was also a few teams that have won prior to getting a president um pre- president's trophy, and I'll list those first before I list the ones who haven't. So the president's trophy has been around since 1986. Uh, first team to win it uh, was was Edmonton, won two cups prior. Pittsburgh in 93 in the early 90s, won two cups prior. Avs in 1997. Panther fans, of course, what happened in 1996 uh, with with them uh, winning the cup, with the Avs winning the cup. The Red Wings, um, they they won a cup in 2002, win it in 2006, but then win the Stanley Cup after in 08. Bruins, 24, um, they won in 2014. They won prior. Um, they won the cup prior in 11 against Vancouver. And then a, a Stanley Cup final appearance in 2019. So now here are the, now here are the teams that fell short. But then one after Calgary in the late 80s uh, won Stanley Cup the year after. And they won the President's Trophy in 1989 as well. The New York Rangers in 92. They had a 50 plus year of 50 plus year drought of winning the Stanley Cup. The New York Rangers. Um, they win the President's Trophy in 92. Don't don't they don't they don't win it all. But then they win it in 1994. It, um, and but they went they win it again. They win the president's trophy again that same year. The Red Wings looking for their first cup since 1955. Hockey town, not um, and they they win it in they 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 win it in 95, but then won three cups in a six year span. Stars in 98, win it in 99 against the Sabres. And then before the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Washington Capitals of 2016, of course, they fell to Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then they win theirs in 18. What's the point in all of this? Is that the President's Trophy is an indicator. In my Now looking back on it, the President's Trophy is an indicator that there is a window or possibly can be a window of championship contention. Because in an 82-game sample size where you're playing against every team at least twice. And the, the Florida Panthers only got swept by two teams this season, Seattle and the Los Angeles Kings. Those are the only ones. That tells me that with this, the, this team and the team that they got now, that there is, and, and we knew this even before they won the President's Trophy, that this is a, this is a team and a, and a core that is, built to at least be in the dance for multiple seasons. The this year they they did they couldn't put it together but in in seasons to come this is uh sometimes you need one run that everything goes your way every bounces. We even talked about in the first round that sometimes luck require goes has to go your way in order to win too and that you need to capitalize on that luck. It didn't happen for the Panthers in round 2 either even though even though they needed more than just luck to win. <laughs> so that's what that's what the, the President's Trophy tells me as a roadmap. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Tampa is the example everyone wants to look to just because they did it most recently. Uh, everyone knows about their massive failure in 2019 where they, they dominate the season, um, win the President's Trophy um, by, by a landslide. They, they pretty much ran through the entire league that year and, and – faced almost no adversity no one stopped them then they get to the playoffs and run into columbus and get swept everyone wants to look at that as the 
as the bar. Like, okay, you're the president's trophy winner. You disappoint in the playoffs. Now you turn it around immediately and win a couple of cups. That's what Tampa did. That may be too high of an expectation um, for what's to come. But I think looking back at past president's trophy winners, it's, it's very reasonable to think that, you know, the, the Panthers broke through as a regular season team, dominated the regular season, proved that they can beat anyone in the league when they're playing their game. That shows that they have the, the capability to beat anyone at any time. Now, when you get to the playoffs, it's about putting that together consistently, doing it on a night-by-night basis and doing it against the same team repeatedly. That's a whole other animal compared to the President's Trophy in the regular season. But mm-hmm. that that trophy shows that you have the ability to do it. Um, so I, I think I think the Panthers, honestly, are going to be one of those teams on that list where um, they win a President's Trophy. It doesn't quite happen for them in the playoffs. But uh, going forward, they, they're definitely a threat. Um, they're going to be a contender for the next handful of years at least. And, and you have to think, you know, one of these years um, – Hopefully next season could be the year after that or the year after that. We don't know, but hopefully, hopefully they get the breaks, things fall their way. And, and we've already seen through an 82 game sample size that they have the ability to beat anyone on any given night. Um, it's just about putting that effort forward consistently. So um, I don't believe in a president's trophy curse. I think honestly, a president's trophy is, is an indicator of what's to come in your future. So I, I really, I really do like their chances going forward. And um, you, you definitely touched on luck. That's a big part of it in hockey. It's such a weird sport and takes weird bounces and uh, you need to get those breaks. I think we knew yesterday when Verhage hit all three posts on one shot, you know, it's probably not going our way this year. So um, I don't think I've ever seen one like that. So it's, it's, it's what it is. You take the president's trophy and build on it. Mm-hmm. And also that one, uh, one uh, goal that almost went into the net after hitting the referee yeah. And I always tell people as, an, as a sports official, the referee is part of the field of play. So if it hits them and it goes into the goal, that counts. So that, that the same thing in basketball, if, if it hits the referee while they're on the court, play on, you continue. So, and then there was one that Hagel uh, saved with his stick, like going right, right, right. <laughs> as he backhanded out of the net too. Uh, so, of of course, uh, sometimes sometimes you you need a little bit of that in in a, in a in a playoff series. So, it didn't happen for the Panthers, but also the amount of blocked shots as well for the Lightning that they had. That was what's real. What was really the biggest difference of it all, and of course the 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 power play. Of course, that that's something that's definitely got to uh, be different. Last year it was goaltending. Uh, and uh, and the uh, too many odd man rushes going the other way and staying out of the box. This time it was something else. So you you try to fix one issue and um, translate it over to the next, and then you gotta put try to put another um, another put emphasis on one other, and then try to put that into the next season. So a lot of work that this uh, this team has has to do before before October starts. Well, even. Uh, early October or late September for training camp and all that stuff. But let's transition over to the third and final segment where we're going to talk about the reasoning and the philosophy behind not removing the interim tag from Andrew Burnett 
uh, prior to the season ending and the decision that Bill Zito has on his hands. So we're going to talk about that more on this live edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Jacob Winans here from pantherparkway.com on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show. So, Jacob, we discussed this weeks, months ago about not removing the interim tag from Andrew Burnett. And I was in agreement then about not removing it. And I'm still in agreement now uh, for the Panthers not making the move to remove it. They have options on their hands now. Even though this is a learning experience for Bruno, I will say, what do I think will end up happening? If I had a crystal ball, I think Andrew Burnett stays as the coach of the Florida Panthers. I, I do I do believe that he does because the players like him and he relates well. It was the same system that, that was brought up from the most uh, recent head coach here in Joe Quenville. And honestly, I've seen a lot of Coach Quenville talk on, on the timeline about bringing him back. That's not happening. No, no. That I highly, highly, highly doubt that. I don't know if the Panthers want that smoke from bringing him back. But I think that I think that he does end up being the the coach of this team next season. He does get another crack at it. I don't think it's going to end up being like a Dominic Ducharme situation in Montreal because let's put some context into it. Montreal lost a lot of their pieces uh, from their their Stanley Cup run last year. The Florida Panthers are not losing too many uh, pieces in in there unless Bill Zito decides to trade them for cap room, which we'll get more, which is that's another conversation for another day. But you do have options, Jacob. Of course, we spoke about Barry Trotz, um, who's uh, now has so many choices in front of him. But it's good to have the option there for if you're Bill Zito, if you really truly believe that another coach is going to bring the best out of this group. Yeah, for sure. Um, my personal feeling, I think, I think uh, Andrew Burnett is going to be the head coach next year. Um, he is very critical of himself and some of his decision making, and I think that shows signs of growth. Um, I think if he is going to be the head coach, um, he's going to have to hire a special teams coordinator. Uh, that, that was his job under under uh, Coach Q. He Burnett was the the special teams coach, and he handled both duties. Um, as head coach in special teams. I think if he's going to be the head coach, he's going to have to delegate that responsibility, um, especially after this pro the performance they put out in the playoffs. It wasn't just the power play that was bad. It was a penalty kill as well. Mm -hmm. um, now, obviously, Washington and Tampa are not two power plays you want to face too often, but um, <laughs> the penalty kill two years in a row was just not good enough in the postseason. So in addition to, um, I, I think, day after the game, a lot of overreactionary takes, a lot of people Absolutely. that are that are quickly like, okay, blow this up. We saw this with Tampa. Everyone wanted them to fire Cooper. They wanted Kucherov traded. They wanted they wanted Stamkos to have his, his, be stripped of his captaincy. These, these are the things that happen the day after a loss. But if you take a step back and look at it, this core is, is I really do believe this core is going to get it done. They have to be supplemented with the right people. Um, the coaching staff has to be correct. I think Brunette has what it takes to lead this team, but he's not going to have a very long leash. I think he gets next year, and if he doesn't get it done next year, he could be he could be shown the door. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, Barry Trotz is great, but if look at Barry Trotz and not just his resume, but look at his style of play. 
it's good. It would be a pretty big adjustment year for for this roster to adapt to a very trot system. Um, it, you know, is that a risk you want to take? Do you want to let them continue to grow in the same system they've been working on and just retool things on special teams and, and just get more out of the superstars come playoff time? I think I think these are the questions you have to ask, but I, I don't think you can jump to the conclusion of Burnett had a bad playoffs firing. Um, I, I really I really don't know. But um Another thing, are we even sure Burnett wants to be the head coach next year? Does he, is he, he said he would talk it over with his family and things like that, but we, we really don't know. So these are questions we, we, we want to get answers to immediately, but we're going to have to, to kind of wait and see and play the patient game. But um, as far as, as far as what this core needs, um, I don't think drastic changes behind the bench is the answer. And I definitely don't think trading away key pieces of this team is what, what we need going forward. Um, maybe get some special team specialists and some penalty killers, some power play, some power play guys, guys who can who have that playoff experience. You, you do that, you get the right coaches behind the bench as assistants to Burnett and, and, and we're rolling. So um, I think we just need to settle down a little bit on the, on the drastic takes. Yeah. And for Andrew Burnett, let, let's uh, look at Marty St. Louis in Montreal that there was speculation on whether he would come back for the, for the Canadians. They played a lot better in the second half of their season and it ended up that he was going to stay. And he said, Oh, I was always going to stay this whole time. And I was just, he, he was keeping the, the people on their toes over there, of course. But of course, uh, but of course, when you have time, when your season is over um, by the midway point, you have time to think about it when you know your season's over. So the Panthers, let, let's think about it like this. They had a whole new series on Tuesday, just, just last Tuesday. And with, within six days, their season's over just like that. So that's a, kind of a different processing that management has versus what Montreal had. But with that, with that being said, for Bruno, I think when you fall short after you think that you had, when you look in the mirror and have think know that you fell short you as as a as a coach of course i don't know what's going on in andrew burnett's head as a coach you want to come back and do do it even better the next go around and also i think about it like this there are 32 of these jobs if he's offered if he's offered i i don't i don't know why you would turn it down for 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 bruno but of course the the there's the responsibilities ultimately in Bill Zito's hands to even offer that in the first place. So uh, Bill Zito speaks very highly of this group, uh, just at least in the public eye. But of course, we um, we don't know what his frustrations are behind closed doors. But I also think Bill Zito is already starting to get to work, he's trying to figure out the cap situation, looking at it and seeing what kind of uh, pieces that the Florida Panthers could bring. And maybe even try to facilitate a trade that frees up cap room for maybe a one-year deal of Claude Giroux maybe to run it back again if you believe that you can fit him in. He wanted to come to Florida. I I, I know he's linked to Ottawa to, to sign there for like a three-year deal that a lot of uh, national writers are saying, but that – you, you never say never. He, I don't think Bill Zito is going to shut that door completely. No, no way in hell he can. He traded quite a bit for him. So that's also an example of what Bill Zito might be facil could be facilitating as well. So I think Bill Zito is getting to work immediately, and I think he's um, he. Of course, this hurts, 
But I think that when it comes to the long term of trying to get to the mountaintop, he's he's already doing. He, I, I think he's already there in trying to get the work done. Yeah, definitely. Um, as far as the the coaching stuff goes, I think you you hit it right on the head with. I've seen a lot of people clamoring to have Q return. The Panthers have worked really hard uh, the past year and a half, uh, two years to uh, to really build themselves into relevancy. I don't think I don't see them taking that dive to to bring Q back and, and have um, that stain uh, on, that that will be on the franchise uh, in the public eye at least. Um, so I think we need to remove that possibility. Um, now, as far as Zito getting right to work uh, with with the roster. Um, I don't think we're going to see a ton of drastic moves. I think, like you said, some cap clearing trades, absolutely possible. Um, you can't, you obviously can't keep everybody. So we're going to see who he prioritizes as far as resigning people. Um, Marchman is high on that list as is Claude Giroux. If, if the possibility is there, um, the discussion I'm sure will be had with Giroux about, you know, we can't offer you what you could get somewhere else, but if you want to be on a winner, if you want to run it back with this group and contend, Maybe you take a, a veteran's discount and uh, Mark Giordano uh, it comes to mind right away. Mm-hmm. He did the same thing in Toronto. I, I could see Quadru being unselfish and, and doing something similar. Maybe not that low of a, of a cap hit, but um, if we get it to a number where we can fit him in and he wants to run it back and his family likes it here, then absolutely you pull the trigger on that. Um, Zito is going to make these decisions and they're, they're coming. So we just have to be patient, but we, First things first is seeing who he prioritizes as far as keeping this group together. And then then you move to what can we add to this and how do we do it within the budget? Um, and, and that's what that's what you have Zito for. He's he's a fantastic GM. He's uh, done very well with bargain signings. And as a contender, you need those. You need the guys who come in and produce on low cap hits. So we will see what he, he has planned for that. Um, and I just want to add something as far as this core goes. Um, We've talked most of this show even about the lessons you learn from losses and the, the things you take from a series that you lost and, and the disappointment of losing. I think the biggest lesson the Panthers take from this is they now, for the first time in many of their careers, know what it feels like to win a series. They, they won a series, and I guarantee they want that feeling again, and they want to they want to do that consistently every year. So I think that's the biggest lesson is they know what it takes to win a series and they know what it feels like to win one for the first time in their lives. They were, they were on the, the positive side of that handshake line. And um, that's something that they're going to be thinking about all summer going forward. And, and I think that that only motivates you going into the next year. That, that, that winning some, sometimes you, and being, then being on the opposite side, sometimes it creates more of that hunger for, for a group and, that's what that's what we hope for for the Panthers and uh, looking up uh, before before we sign off here, looking up uh, Claude Drew's uh, cap hit from what it was for the Panthers. The Panthers retained fifty percent of his salary, uh, whatever four point one times two. So uh, he was paying making around eight point uh, eight point two eight point three million in in his in his contract um, with the Philadelphia Flyers. So w- what's the cap hit that Claude Drew is going to look for? Um, Mason Marchment, uh, I think he's got, I think it's a really high possibility that this is the last time we've seen Mason Marchment in a Florida Panthers uniform, um, because he's late, late twenties, early thirties, trying to get some financial security for his, his family. Claude Drew 
already has that for for him. But of course, who am I to tell someone else what to do with their money too? So if Claude Drew wants to get a payday and go somewhere else, I can't I can't necessarily blame him for it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be mad at him for it. So if he if he thinks that if he thinks that he's secure in for for life, and he thinks that he could play for a winner and take a little bit, then they can make it work. So that that's what that's what that's what we're hoping and there's going to be a few there's going to need to be a trade uh for sure to clear it so and that's what that and we'll be of course discussing that more uh throughout the the offseason here on locked on panthers on these wine ins wednesday and of course uh fairbanks fridays as well along with the rest of the week but jacob i want to thank you for joining on this live edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast uh tell everybody where they can find you online yeah, definitely. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob Winans Eight. I'm very active on there. Um, a little bit doom and gloom up there uh, the past day or so, but uh, we'll get through that together. And then uh, you can find me on PantherParkway.com as well. I will have some work covering the end of the season, uh, wrapping things up, and then uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely have something coming for you guys over the off season. Um, as soon as we get over this in the next few days, we are we are on to next year. So I'm very excited for that. And uh, definitely a big thank you to everybody for, for supporting us this entire time through this season. It's been it's been quite a ride, definitely. Absolutely. And uh, th- thank you as well for always coming on and enjoy enjoying the ride uh, with 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 my with me as well. So and thank you, everyone, for the, the listeners for always joining. But Jacob, I will see you next Wednesday. And thank you, as always, for jo- joining. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. They'll be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. From first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Lockdown NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>